Hello there, my name is Sabrina. Welcome to the Homeschooling Journey podcast. Are you a homeschooling mama? Either a first timer, or maybe you've already been at it for years. Maybe you're just thinking about it. I want to encourage you on this journey. Tune in every week to learn hard-won wisdom, practical advice, and tips from other homeschooling moms. You can do this. Welcome back to the Homeschooling Journey podcast. Well, we're getting near the end of the school year, which makes me think ahead to summertime and what that looks like in homeschooling families. I know some of you may do year-round schooling, a schedule like three weeks on, one week off, or three months on, one month off, or other combinations. And there are a lot of good reasons why families use this kind of schedule. I'd like to save that topic for a future episode. Just remember that whatever schedule you choose in your family is what's right for you. That's the beauty of homeschooling. But for this episode, I'm going to talk about those of us, myself included, who have always taken a solid three-month break in the summer. I've jealously guarded that break all the years we've homeschooled because I felt like both the kids and I really needed time off from the rigorous schedule that we keep during the school year. For almost all of our years of homeschooling, we did no formal academic work at all during the summer. Although, in the last couple years or so, my youngest kids have done a quick, fun, 15-minute math or grammar review page a couple days a week because we found this helped us avoid a lot of review work in the fall. Now, summer breaks don't mean there's no learning. Your kids will still be learning plenty, but just differently from the school year. And of course, it's important to have some structure and routine in your day so the kids don't just sleep in and play video games all day. But there must also be lots and lots of glorious free time. Let me talk first about the structure part of our summers and then about the free time. One of the best things kids can do during the summer is lots and lots of reading. My kids had to read at least an hour a day. Some of them would stop the moment the hour was up, but at least a couple of them could read for several hours. Hot, lazy days are perfect for pleasure reading. I'm not talking about history or science textbooks, although those are fine if that's what your kids like. But I am talking about all the wonderful classic books that may be hard to fit in during the school year. Reading not only grows your child academically in every way, vocabulary, comprehension, and so on, but it is also one of life's greatest pleasures. And if your child loves reading, he'll be able to pursue anything at all in life. In summer, the kids and I went to the library every week and brought home stacks of books. Even now, my grown daughter remembers how much she loved the library's summer reading program, especially because they offered great prizes for the kids who read a certain number of books or, tr- or who tried different types of books. Unfortunately, our libraries here in California are still closed to the public because of COVID restrictions. If yours are closed, too, you can plan your own reading and rewards program with your kids. 
there's nothing like sweet treats and prizes to get them motivated to read. And don't forget audiobooks. Look for something that everyone will enjoy. My younger kids and I loved the Beezus and Ramona series by Beverly Cleary, narrated by the immensely talented and hilarious Stockard Channing. Look that one up. We can still remember those vividly years later. Your older kids might enjoy listening to Treasure Island or Anne of Green Gables. Another structured use of our time in the summer is the project chart, a list of all those house projects that get put on hold during the school year. Things like washing windows, painting, decluttering, and so on. Although the kids weren't thrilled with summer cleaning, they did like that I let them choose from the list of jobs that they preferred. Some kids actually like to declutter and organize drawers and bookshelves. If you have one of those, take advantage of it. I also have one who actually likes to scrub. I can't believe that. All of us moms agree that home maintenance, home maintenance is good preparation for real life. Have your kids concentrate on life skills. Maybe an older child can be char in charge of cooking dinner one or two nights a week. Or you might have a vegetable garden that the kids can learn to maintain. If your husband's doing home improvement projects during the summer, have the kids work alongside him to learn plumbing or painting or weed whacking. All these ideas are pretty common sense and you're probably already doing them in your family. As far as other structure, summer often brings swimming lessons for the younger kids and volunteer opportunities or even paid jobs for the teens. My kids did a lot of babysitting and yard work for the neighbors over the years as well as working at a local grocery store. Summer's a good opportunity for your kids to learn the value of holding a job and saving their money. Okay, now for the best part of summer break, and I think moms and kids will agree on this. Lots and lots of free time. Time to rest and recharge. Time to enjoy each other. Time for kids to be kids, to be bored, to enjoy nature to play, to wonder about the world, to dream about the future, to express their creativity. I remember my older kids used our video camera to make their own Lord of the Rings movies, complete with costumes and props, and our toddlers starred as the Hobbit children. They spent weeks at it, and now years later we all love watching those precious summer creations. Free time makes people happy. Studies show that people are happier on the weekends. Why is that? Because they get to choose their own activities, spend time with the people they love, and separate themselves from their weekday responsibilities. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? I asked my grown kids, now parents themselves, about their memories of summer. One daughter wrote, quote, I don't remember any academic learning during the summers, but I do feel like we learned in other ways. I remember the summers being pretty unstructured. Plenty of free time, but also some bigger work projects. Lots of outside time sitting on the deck listening to music, swimming, going to the fair, family vacations, and lots of time for reading. My son wrote, quote, 
I don't remember a lot of structure about summer, which I actually think is a good thing. Most of my kid memories come from summer. Playing in the yard, riding bikes to the grocery store, days at the pool, being bored and finding ways to keep busy. He goes on, I don't think parents should overdo it in the summer and force a bunch of activities. Let kids be creative and entertain themselves. As they get older, summer will start to fill up with scheduled events, jobs, summer classes and camps and so on. But early on, kids should just learn how to be kids and entertain themselves. End of quote. I think that's good advice for all of us. I'm grateful that my kids have happy memories of the benefits of summer's slower pace and that they remember it as having brought its own unique learning opportunities. And I know that for myself, by the end of summer, I'm always recharged and excited to start back into the homeschool year, and I think the kids are too. So spend some time thinking about your goals and dreams for summer break in your family. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening today. And be sure to hit subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss any episodes. And please share this podcast with a friend.